Welcome to We Built This Life, the podcast that tells the stories of entrepreneurs, freelancers, and others who built their working lives from that first inkling of an idea into sustainable, profitable careers. I'm your host, Jennifer Walker. I'm a freelance writer, and I absolutely love to hear career stories. On this podcast, I'm going to share stories about people who figured out what they wanted to do with their lives and talk about their path to their current work and the risks they took to build their careers from the ground up. Thank you so much for listening today. Welcome to We Built This Life. This is episode number two, and my first guest is Ryan Sullivan, who I've known for 20 years or more. I wanted to feature him on the show because his career path has literally come full circle, and I always was really interested in his story. So Ryan started out his working life as a real estate agent when he was in his 20s, and he said that he was busy then, but he didn't reach the level of success that he wanted for himself. So the stock market crashed in 2008, and when that happened, Ryan decided to make a change. He went back to school, first to get his bachelor's degree, and then his master's in mental health counseling. He worked in the local school system, counseling kids for a few years when he was in school, but after graduation, he made another switch, and he decided to go back to real estate. Ryan and I talked a little bit about what it was like for him to uproot himself and the life he had built to go back to school and pursue a completely different career path, and and then why, after all the time and money he spent to make this career change, he left that new career path behind and decided to go back to real estate. Now, Ryan actually did use some of the things he learned in school to be more successful in real estate the second time around, and he also figured out a way to give back by becoming a volunteer for an organization that supports children who have been diagnosed with cancer and their families, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But first, Ryan's story begins way back when he was 18, and his parents, who had rented their house for 18 years, were working with a realtor to buy the place from the owner. Ryan remembers that the realtor came to the house and he was really taken with how professionally she was dressed and how prepared she was for her appointments. He said he just wanted to sit near her and ask questions and learn everything he could about her work. And that's when he knew that he wanted to get his real estate license. But he said he wanted to try a lot of different jobs. He did some different things for the next few years. And then it was an incident with the tomato that actually led him to his first job in the real estate business. So at the time, he was working at an old school video store. And by this point, he had finished his real estate licensing class, but he hadn't taken the exam yet. And in the video store, there were these real estate magazines available for customers to take. And they had the agent's pictures in them and all the listings. And Ryan said he would study the listings and how each agent marketed his or her properties. And then because their photos were in there, he recognized the agents when they came into the video store to rent movies. So one day... He's working and one of the agents who is really well known in the area comes in and she returns her video and then she walks back to her car where her daughter and her granddaughter were waiting and Ryan happened to look out the window at just the right moment and he saw this realtor waving her arms in frustration and then turning around and coming back into the video store. So she opens the door and finds Ryan inside and tells him that her granddaughter dropped a tomato in the car and her daughter sat on it and now there was this bright red stain on the seat and her car is brand new.
she was just in panic mode. And so I grabbed the paper towels. I grabbed the Windex. It was the only cleaner I had. And I go out there and I just start cleaning the back of her car. And she's just standing there looking at me just in disbelief that I'm sitting here cleaning her car in this moment of just panic that she's having about her new car. And it's it's just kind of, it's the way that I am. It's the way I've always operated. It's just how can I be of service to another person, which is certainly something that will make you do really well in sales. But the interesting part of it was she had known, because I had mentioned to her that I had taken the class and all this. And she turned to me in that moment and she goes, go take that licensing exam. And when you finish, once you pass that test, here's my business card. You give me a call. And so sure enough, now I was motivated to take the test. I went and took the test. And sure enough, I called her, you know, and it was probably just one of those expressions people say, just give me a call, whatever. But I was very literal at that age. And so I was like, yeah, she wants me to give her a call when I pass the real estate exam. So I called her and three days later, her husband called me back and wanted me to come in and interview. They basically created a position for me to come in and start learning how to do marketing. And so I went in and did marketing for her, which was just a great experience. I was learning the business from somebody who was selling a ton of homes, who better to learn from. And most people don't get that experience. Most people go in and they just start and you got to figure out what you're doing. I was right there. I sat right next to a person that I could ask any question about and she would have the answer for me. So Ryan works with this woman for two years, and along the way, he gets his real estate license, and he starts working in general brokerage as an agent for a company, but then he also worked for a builder selling new construction homes. And he thought that selling new construction would would be the easier route to go as a young new agent because he just had to sit in the model home and potential business would come to him. But things didn't exactly work out as, as he had planned. Back then, I didn't meet with a whole lot of success at it. I didn't need to make a whole lot of money because I didn't really have a whole lot of bills back then, but I just never really met with success. And I think it's because I was really in my head about making sure that I knew what I was doing. I got really scared when I didn't know what I was doing. And a lot of times that would keep me from doing more business because I didn't want to harm anyone. It seems so serious to me. And it is. I mean, if you're dealing with what for a lot of people is the biggest transaction in their life. That's really scary as a 22, 23, 24 year old, when you've never done it yourself, you don't really understand the process and the class that you take, it doesn't really teach you what you need to know. It it more teaches you the vocab and the vernacular of the industry. And then it teaches you like, you definitely don't want to do these things because you will get sued and you will lose your license if you do these things but it doesn't really teach you what you're supposed to do, how you actually do the job. And so that was kind of where I ran into some disconnects that it took me until, you know, later on to actually be able to work through those. Still, despite having these challenges, Ryan still saw real estate as this growing, thriving industry to be in. And back then, it really was, for, for most people, the realtors that Ryan knew were busy. They were selling a lot of homes. And then the stock market crashed in 2008. And as we all know, that brought with it hard times for a lot of people, especially in the real estate industry. That was something Ryan never thought he would see in his line of work. And he decided to make a career change in response to that. When the market changed, it was really tough for me because I was watching people in my life that I cared about and respected were losing their jobs. And then they were losing their homes and they were losing vehicles and that was a lot for me emotionally to handle because again, 
one, it's people I care about, but two, I didn't know this was a possibility. I didn't know this could happen. So then there was a lot of fear that was involved there too, is how long is this going to last? And you know, what does this mean for my own career? Am I going to be able to make money to provide for myself? And I said, well, maybe you need to go back to school. And it, it was interesting because when I went back to school, the college that I went to, local community college that I went to, it was all people in my same situation. I was so surprised by it. There were so many folks that were going back that it was based on the economy was why they were back. They had been laid off from a job or they were just scared about the future. They needed to have some sort of skill set so they could have a, a different career. That's who was attending school at the time. While Ryan was working in real estate that first time, he was also a volunteer and that helped him figure out the direction he wanted to go in for his career second act. I had decided to volunteer. It was at a local residential treatment center, which for anybody that's not familiar with that, it's basically a place that it's usually foster children who are at these centers and they just have had failed placement after failed placement and they're just not meeting with success in a foster family environment. And so this gives them a chance to come and learn some new behavioral skills, some new coping mechanisms to try to make them be successful in a family environment. So these kids are at a real low point in their life and they're really struggling. And I decided I wanted to volunteer there. I just wasn't feeling so fulfilled career-wise and I just what else can I do? How can I help someone else? The reason I chose there was because it was right behind where I was living. So I figured it's close enough that I'll actually show up and I'll actually go and I won't let anyone down. So that's why I did it. And I went in there and right away, I mean, there was just this change in me. I I said, this is, this is it. I, I really like this. I really like working with these kids. And so I started doing some research and I decided that I wanted to do something. I didn't know exactly what it was yet, but I knew I wanted to do something working with kids and something in like a counseling capacity. So in 2010, Ryan packs up his belongings and loads everything into his car and drives the three hours away to a coastal town in Maryland. And he moves in with his mom while he goes to school full time. So that first day he gets there, there's kind of this flurry of activity. He is unpacking. He just moved into this new home. He's trying to figure out how he's going to fit in. But that night he remembers lying in bed and everything was finally quiet. And then that was when he started thinking, what have you done? You left your job. You enrolled in school full time. You moved in with your mother. What have you done? And he felt that way for a few weeks, right up until he drove the 30-minute commute to his new college campus. Then on that first day of classes, he pulled into the parking lot and he found a spot. He pulls in, parks his car, but then he stayed inside and he kind of looked around at everything that was going on around him. Got my hands on the steering wheel, just sitting in the car, trying to decide whether I'm going to muster up the courage to go do this or I'm just going to drive back and then figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I just, I said, you know what, you're going to be successful at this. And I didn't have any evidence in my head that told me I would be successful because I hadn't been successful when I tried going to school before, but something felt different. I went in and I remember I went to the first classroom. Luckily I found that I was terrified. I wasn't going to find the room and I find the room and I walk in and I see there's a bunch of younger students kind of already sitting in there. And I was always the person who would go and sit in the back of the classroom 
and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to sit in the front of the classroom. And that way, if they're making fun of me or they're doing anything like that, it's all behind my back. And the only thing I'm looking at is the teacher, because that's all I'm here to focus on is the teacher and learning and not caring about what anybody thinks of me being here. This is my journey. And so I just kind of got that courage and I got that confidence to just say, look, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm here for me. I have a goal in mind. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. So Ryan was in school for the next eight years, ultimately earning his master's degree in mental health counseling. For most of that time, he also worked full time in a local school system, kind of getting all this experience in education. So he graduates, he has his diploma, he's ready to start his new career, but he also has all of these student loans and he has to start paying and he thinks, hey, I have to find a job that's going to allow me to do that. So he moved back to where he used to live outside of Baltimore and that's how he decided to go back into real estate because he had to pay off his his college loans. But this time he was going to use what he learned when he was studying to be an educator and he has met with a lot more success as a result. So going back in the second time around was a lot easier. And I still try to to figure that out. I think it's a mix of things. I think going to college and achieving the degree. So I graduated, you know, and I'm not like tooting my own horn, but I think it's important. I graduated from the community college with a four, I think it was a 4.0 or it might've been a 3.9 and then graduated from with a bachelor's at like a three, I want to say like maybe a 3.6 or so. It was, it was a really good GPA. And again, like I had said before, that was not my experience with school. And so I think that that did something to my confidence level that really translated into real estate. So one, I think that I learned how to be a better writer, a better communicator. Um, I learned a lot about psychology, which real estate, is more about, I would say, more about people than it is about houses. And so understanding psychology and understanding how people think has been really helpful as well, because I can start to identify the fears and worries that clients have. And I try to anticipate those so I can talk about those up front and kind of give them a little comfort before it sets in. And then when it does set in during the transaction, that we can process it and we can work through it. And so I thought that I was going to school to become a counselor and work with children. And that is not really where that led. But I do believe that I'm count- I feel like I'm counseling adults every day <laughs> because every day I have a phone call that somebody is feeling like it's the end of the world. I can't believe this is happening. And, and, it, and it's so funny because by the end of the call, they're like, all right, yeah, everything's going to be fine. And now I know that we're just going to do this. We're going to do this. And that's my job. And that's one of the things that I think gets me the reviews that I get, gets me the referral business that I get is just that I just, I understand the process better now, the real estate process, but I also understand people's worries and fears and I understand their goals better. Ryan also went back and used some of the tips he learned about marketing from the real estate agent with the tomato incident who he met at the video store so long ago. I don't use a lot of social media. So for instance, you know, a lot of real estate agents are using their, you know, business pages and things like that. I'm horrible about my business page because it just, it's not the business I'm going after. I realize that I have this network of people. These are people that were brought into my life for whatever reason. And they're the people who already know me, like me, and trust me. So why wouldn't I be trying to 
to work with them. Plus it's so much more fun. I, you know, I love going into an appointment where it's somebody that I already know. That's so much easier than going into an appointment with a total stranger that you have to try to learn about before you figure out how you can help them. So I really do like using social media, but I'm using social media in more of like, I feel an old school kind of way. And then from there, I write handwritten notes every morning. It's something that I learned to do back then, and I still do it. I love writing handwritten notes. If I go on an appointment, they're going to get a card in the mail two days later just thanking them for taking the time to meet with me. Even if they never do business with me, I just want them to know how grateful I am that they picked up the phone and and gave me a chance to interview. So Ryan is back in real estate, but he also went back to school for a reason. He had a genuine interest in helping kids and giving back, and he knew that he still had to find a way to make this a part of his life. While he was working in the school system, he was exposed to a population that he really felt a call to give back to. One of the things that happened while I was working in the school system was I had a number of children diagnosed with cancer. And that was just a horrific experience for me, just watching kids that I know go through, you know, a cancer diagnosis and then all of a sudden not be at school and now they're getting treatments. And then the next time you see them, they don't have any hair on their head and they're going through their day and then they're, you know, getting sick and not in school and, and you're just constantly worrying about them. You know, they're coming back, um, back and forth as a school community, you know, that, that hits you as well, where you start, how can we support this kid? How can we support this family? What can we do to make their life better and let them know that we one are behind them, but two, we, you know, the message always was, we can't wait till you come back. We can't wait till you come back. We can't wait till you come back because when a kid's thinking about, you know, this diagnosis and the parents are thinking about this, we needed to let them know, we expect you to come back. So we're not forgetting about you. We're going to have a place in the class. We're holding a place. Your desk is still here. We're not just getting rid of that because you're not here day to day. And so that just really sparked something in me. And I knew that after, you know, once I wasn't in education anymore, then I kind of knew that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to work with these kids that are going through these really tough diagnoses and with their families. So Ryan is now a successful real estate agent. He's doing really well, but he sets goals for his business and his work based on the number of events he wants to coordinate as a volunteer. So he pays for these events. They cost a certain amount of money. So he knows he needs to sell a certain number of homes in order to pull off the volunteer work he wants to do. I have to tie it to my real estate goals as well. So to me, it might not be, oh, I want to sell this many houses. I have to look at it differently. I have to think, oh, I want to be able to do these three ideas that I have to give back. So in order to do these three things that I want to do to give back, that means I need to sell this many houses this month. And so I really have to take that and tie it into my goals because I realize, again, that's what fulfills me. The work doesn't fulfill me. I love going out and working with people. I love the day-to-day interaction but I know what truly fulfills me is giving back. So if I don't tie that to my goals, then I'm going to burn out. But as long as I can tie it to my goals, then not only will I be able to be hitting the numbers that I need to hit at work, but I'll also be able to do the things outside of there that's going to make me feel fulfilled and feel like I'm contributing to the population that I serve. 
So I loved hearing Ryan's story, and a few things stuck out to me from this episode. The first is this image of Ryan sitting in his car in this college parking lot, holding onto the steering wheel and looking at the other students. Most of them are younger than him, and he's scared, and he doesn't know whether he's actually going to go to the classroom and really take his life in this different direction. And he thinks for a minute or two or five, and then he tells himself, I am going to be successful at this. He made the decision to look past his anxiety and his fear and to only see success in his future, even though he hadn't been a good student before. Now, I'm not really one for daily affirmations and visualizing goals in order to manifest them, or I I never have been in the past, but maybe there is something to imagining the person you want to be and just deciding that you're going to accomplish a goal, pushing aside all the reasons you shouldn't do it, and then just going after it. The other thing that stuck out to me is that After dedicating so many years to school and studying so he could work in education, Ryan went back to real estate afterward and he didn't really have an internal struggle about it. He decided that even if he wasn't working in education, he was going to use what he learned in school to make himself a better realtor. And then he found a way to still satisfy that part of him that still likes giving back and working with kids and families by dedicating a lot of his time as a volunteer. I think a lot of people in a similar situation, myself included, would have had a hard time making the decision to go back to the work they did before they spent all this money and time getting educated to do a different career. Of course, it's okay to do that. It's okay to change course with your career and go back to your original course and then change again. But what I really love is that Ryan didn't give himself a hard time about that. He really followed his instincts about where his career path should go next. And with that, that concludes this week's episode. I hope you found something in Ryan's story that you can take away and apply to your own life. I certainly enjoyed learning more about his professional life. It's funny, we have these friends that we've known for a long time, and we obviously know some things about them. I knew Ryan is a real estate agent and he's a volunteer, but I didn't know what his motivations were for the career choices he has made. I thought it was really interesting that he defines success almost by the number of events he can do as a volunteer. His real estate goals are tied into that, and I think that says a lot about him. So thank you for tuning in today and listening to his story. I'll be here next week. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for taking the time today to listen to We Built This Life. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes that will help other people find this show and in turn that helps the show grow. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under We Built This Life and I hope you'll stop by there and share a little bit about yourself. If you'd like to share your own story, I'd love to hear it. Please email me at webuiltthislife at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening today and I'll see you next week.